New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, this is Ben Curtis, one of the pastors at New Vision. Thanks for joining us on this episode of our Reading Through the Scripture podcast. Today I'll be reading Exodus chapter 7, verses 14 through 25 from the New International Version. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is unyielding. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning as he goes out to the river. Confront him on the bank of the Nile and take in your hand the staff that was changed into a snake. Then say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to say to you, Let my people go, so that they may worship me in the wilderness. But until now you have not listened. This is what the Lord says, By this you will know that I am the Lord. With the staff that is in my hand I will strike the water of the Nile, and it will be changed into blood. The fish in the Nile will die, and the river will stink." The Egyptians will not be able to drink its water. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, Take your staff and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over the streams and canals, over the ponds and all of the reservoirs, and they will turn to blood. Blood will be everywhere in Egypt, even in vessels of wood and stone. Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded. He raised his staff in the presence of Pharaoh and his officials and struck the water of the Nile, and all of the water was changed into blood. The fish in the Nile died, and the river smelled so bad that the Egyptians could not drink its water. Blood was everywhere in Egypt. But the Egyptian magicians did the same things by their secret arts, and Pharaoh's heart became hard. He would not listen to Moses and Aaron just as the Lord had said. Instead, he turned and went into his palace and did not even take to his, and, and did not take even this to heart. And all of the Egyptians dug along the Nile to get drinking water because they could not drink the water of the river. Seven days passed after the Lord struck the Nile. So Moses and Aaron have been assigned this task of going to Pharaoh and basically just speaking on God's behalf. They were speaking God's word, let my people go. And if you recall back in Exodus chapter 5 verse 2, Pharaoh has already said, who is the Lord? Who is he that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord and I will not let Israel go. Well, in this chapter, in verse 14, nothing has really changed. God tells Moses that Pharaoh's heart is unyielding. Now, that word's interesting. Uh, It's translated unyielding by the NIV, but it can also mean, uh, some of your translations may say hard or stubborn, but it can also even mean heavy. The Egyptians believed that when someone died, the person went to judgment in the underworld, and that individual's heart was weighed on the scales of truth. And so if the person's heart was heavy or or weighty, that person uh, was considered unjust and was condemned. But if the heart was pure and light, then that person would go on into the Egyptian afterlife. So it could be here that God is saying, uh, I have judged Pharaoh, the God of Egypt, and I have found him to be unrighteous. In verse 15, we're told that Moses is to meet Pharaoh in the morning on the banks of the Nile. The Nile was considered 
divine. Uh, several of the Egyptian gods were directly connected to the Nile. And if you'll recall, this is also a significant place because this is where Pharaoh's daughter had found Moses and drew him out of the water. God wants Moses to carry his staff, which is a symbol of God's power. And because Pharaoh has refused to listen to God's word, he, he wants him to say to Pharaoh, because you've not listened to me, I'm about to do something to prove to you that I'm the Lord. So he's going to do a sign. And, and God restates his purpose in bringing his people out of Egypt. It's not, he's not freeing them. He's not wanting to liberate them just so they can go and do their own thing, but so that they can become a worshiping community, so that they could serve God. So this is the first plague that we read about, and it's directed against the Nile River. This is the very life and the very heart of Egypt. Egypt was a desert country, so its economy, its livelihood depended on the Nile. Its crops were irrigated by the Nile, and the Nile was also kind of the interstate for the country. So uh, much of its trade and much of its commerce depended, depended on the Nile. So the Lord, basically in this first uh, plague, he is striking at the very heart of Egypt's existence. And God wants Egypt to know something. He wants Egypt to know that he is the Lord, but he also wants his own people to know that, that, that he is the Lord. The last time Moses met with the people, they didn't believe what God had promised. And, you know, think about it. They've been enslaved for 400 years. So multiple generations of Israelites have lived and have died in Egypt. And maybe some of them had forgotten about God's promises. So, so yeah, they need to be reminded that their God was the Lord. And that's part of the purpose of this of this sign that, that God is sending Moses and Aaron to perform. The whole point is that God is sovereign over Pharaoh. God is sovereign over the Nile. God is sovereign over creation. And God is sovereign over even Egypt, the most powerful nation on the face of the earth, and Egypt's gods as well. Uh, you know, the Egyptian culture had many gods. They were polytheistic and one god by the name of Canum uh, was viewed as the giver and the guardian of the Nile. And he was usually represented, you may have seen pictures with like a man with a ram's head. But then there was another god by the name of Happy, and he was the god of the annual flooding of the Nile. The, the Egyptians worshipped him because they believed he deposited all that fertile soil on the banks of the river, which ultimately allowed their crops to grow. And the Egyptians also believed that the Nile was the actual bloodstream for a god by the name of Osiris. Osiris was the god of the underworld. And ironically now, uh, that bloodstream for Osiris was literally like blood. So the Egyptians' supply of water, I mean, their, their supply for drinking, their supply for bathing, for washing, has now been poisoned. It's now undrinkable. And the fish, one of their major food sources were, were wiped out. So think about what God has done. In a single day, he has taken Egypt's economy and he has completely devastated the economy and all of Egypt's false gods could do nothing about it. It's interesting that the Egyptian magicians are able to duplicate the sign, but the funny thing about that, it only really makes matters worse. So they succeed in adding to the plague against their own people, but they're unable to reverse this judgment from God. And through all of these plagues, we're going to read, ultimately there's nine more, but it's almost as if God is unraveling creation. I mean, now water no longer brings life. 
Animals no longer serve human beings. Instead, they invade like armies. Lights, uh, the, the light itself returns to darkness and, and life returns to, to dust and death. So Egypt is uncreated, so to speak, in these plagues. But ironically, even after seeing this first plague, as, as miraculous, as mighty as it was, um, in verse 23, it says, Pharaoh returns to his palace just completely unconcerned. He thinks it's all just a trick, and, and he's blind to the truth of God. The plagues that God brought on Egypt, I want to remind us that these are really just a foreshadowing of the judgment that one day is going to come over all of the earth. Revelation 16 actually mirrors the language of Exodus, and it describes what's going to happen one day to Satan and to everyone who refuses to believe God's ultimate word about Jesus so the choices are, are very simple. You, you either accept God's word, you look to Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, and then he makes you a part of his people. He brings you in and he, he becomes your God. Or like Pharaoh, you respond by just going to your house, just going on your way with no concern, just rejecting God. And friend, one day the final judgments of God are going to be visited upon you. So my challenge to you today, if you have never placed your trust in Jesus, I would just invite you to do that now, to just talk with God. Prayer is just talking with God like, like I've been talking with you. And I want to just warn and, and encourage you, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. And so in your own words, I would just invite you to pray something like this. If you want, you could just pray along with me. Uh, you don't even have to close your eyes if you're driving to work, but just pray something like this in your heart. Dear God, I know that I'm not worthy to be accepted by you. I don't deserve your gift of eternal life. And I know that I'm guilty of rebelling against you and of ignoring you. I need your forgiveness. Thank you for sending your son to die for me so that I can be forgiven. Thank you that he rose from the dead to give me new life. And I ask you, please forgive me, change me, and help me to live my life with Jesus as my King. Amen. Friend, if you, know, if you prayed along with me, or maybe you have questions and you would like to speak with someone more about what it means to follow Christ, I want to encourage you, uh, when you have time at some point today, maybe even right now, I want to encourage you to text the word NEXT to the number 615 257 8377. Hopefully you can rewind that and listen to it again, but I'll repeat it one more time. It's 615-257-8377. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to encourage you if you've taken this next step in your journey. Well, that's all for today. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us again tomorrow for another episode of our Reading Through the Scripture podcast. Pastor Nick is going to be taking us through Exodus 8 verses 1 through 15. We'll see you then. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.